What is going on, everybody? Welcome to an NBA Wednesday edition podcast time again. Welcome, everybody, and welcome on this journey. Welcome to Swoop Radio. I'm your host, Josh Sanchez. And man, I must say, what the hell is going on with NBA injuries this postseason? It just continues to get worse and worse. And man, I'm not even going to lie to you. Since the Sixers have been out, I've been watching, I've been tuning in some games here and there, but my passion for talking about basketball these past four or five weeks nonstop, it's kind of dwindled down a little bit. So for today's topics, I was going to talk a little bit about some Phillies baseball because I have a bone to pick with the whole organization. And also... We're going to talk about Giannis and his injury and also Suns Clippers. So those are the main topics for today. And sit back, relax. We're going to have some fun here. But before we get started again, uh, if you guys are just new and just coming to the podcast, welcome. I am your host, Josh Sanchez, and I do a weekly sports podcast. I post every Wednesday around 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. And it, the podcast is usually an hour, but I, I just started recently giving a giveaway and I wanted to let you guys know again that this shirt, this Dragon Ball shirt, sorry guys, is could be all yours to enter the contest. All you have to do is go on Apple Podcast and drop a rating, hopefully five stars. And or you can follow me on my website at swoopradio.wordpress and fill out your information there so that way you get subscribed for emails whenever I go live and stuff so that way it's easier for you guys to just come on and and welcome to the party. And again, this shirt is all free. Dragon Ball Super. There's Goku, Beerus, Frieza, uh, Goku Black, and Jiren all on one shirt. It's a great shirt, so I just want to let you guys know there. Just tune into my live streams, drop a rating on Apple Podcast, or subscribe to my website, and you, this shirt is yours. So right now, there's a couple people that have entered into the drawing, um, and their names will be announced, and I would probably say it all depends on how many people join. Uh, I'm still waiting. Right now, I got about five to ten people so far, so hopefully we can get the other half of people on and we can give away this shirt maybe even next week or do like a special little drawing. So in that regard, that's my giveaway item. So and I just wanted to give back to people that have been listening and been there since day one and also new people coming on. But for today's podcast, which is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Twitch.tv, everywhere, just search Swoop Radio and I pop and I pop right up. Again, we're going to talk about some baseball talk today. I'm going to talk a little bit about the Phillies. But we're going to get started with talking about the NBA postseason and the conference finals because, man, man, oh, man, oh, man, we got the Suns Clippers tonight. I'm not going to lie. I've been watching this series. I really like the Suns, and I really like the Clippers. And honestly, if this goes to a Game 7, I believe Game 7 would be played on Friday if I'm not mistaken, because today's Wednesday. So I might even live stream that game. Uh, 
we we will see. I, I'm staying away from the Eastern Conference Finals. I, I'm I'm too traumatized from my Sixers losing to the Hawks, and now the fact that Giannis hyperextended his knee, and and I'll get into that series in a little bit. But with the Suns and Clippers, the the Suns were up three games to one. They were on their home floor. They had everything going for them. And then Paul George stepped into that arena and dropped 41 points. And I know people have came at Paul George because, and rightfully so, I mean, he did not show up when he was with the Thunder and when he was with Russell Russell Westbrook. He did not show up his first year with the Clippers. He really struggled. Uh, And he also blew a 3-1 series lead. Now, part of that was Kawhi Leonard. He shot bad as well, but most of it was Paul George. And a lot of people were making fun of him, calling him Pandemic P. Um, not and he, and, he call, and he embraces it. He calls himself Playoff P and stuff. But these playoffs have really showed me a lot about him. Now, and and he's done it without Kawhi. He has been a one-man show. I've, I've said on this podcast numerous times that Paul George is the perfect number two. Or maybe even number three on some teams. But he's proven me wrong in these playoffs. He has played absolutely amazing basketball you're this you're down 0-2 to the Jazz I know now I know Kawhi played the next two you win the next two and then your star player Kawhi goes out you go game five on the road in Utah and dominate you go game six in back in LA dominate and you win you beat the number one seed and in the Utah Jazz without your star player. And you were down 0-2 in that series. Tyron Lue is such a great coach. I, and, I, and I get it. He won with LeBron James. They were down 3-1. But if these Clippers come back from 3-1, Ty Lue and the Clippers would be 6-0 and in elimination games. Or 5-0, and I believe. Sorry, I'm off by one. 5-0 and in elimination games. And they would have came back from two from three o two, the three o two series the flicks, and a three one series deficit. It's it's it'll be amazing if the Clippers can pull this off. Whew. Sorry guys, I just woke up from my midday nap. As you guys know, I do work overnight. But yeah, I mean. That's been the story of these Clippers. It's different from last year. Last year, they were blowing 3-1, 2-0 series leads. Now, it's the other way around. They go down 0-2, and they're, they're like the Golden State Warriors, a 73-9 win team. Like This team just has a different motor. Reggie Jackson has played great for the Clippers. I'm not going to lie to you. He is really balling. You have Terrence Mann, a, ro- a guy coming out of nowhere. I know he's not a rookie. He's a second-year player. He had 40, I believe, against the Jazz in Game 6. So this Clippers team, they're just finding ways to win. They they really are. And it started with Game 5. I know they were down 3-1. I know Paul George missed a lot of clutch free throws. But he came into that arena in Phoenix, and Phoenix has not lost a home game. No, they have. They lost to the Lakers once. But Phoenix barely loses at home. They have a great home court advantage. And I know a couple of people that are out there in Phoenix, and I hope you guys are going to these playoff games because it is livid. It is amazing out there in Phoenix. Devin Booker is here to come. I know last week I talked about, I agreed with Stephen A. Smith's take, that he is the 
I believe he is one of the newest guys to model his game out of Kobe the most. And and I could say that firm with my chest. Devin Booker is a star. Chris Paul is, a, is the perfect veteran point guard to lead the Suns. And this, this game's going to tell a lot about this team, I'm not going to lie, because if they lose this game, game six, to the Clippers, all the pressure's on the Suns. You're at home, you have to close it out. And I'm not going to lie, I, I believe that the Suns are the better team right now because the Clippers do not have Kawhi. Just like how if the Lakers had a healthy Anthony Davis, I believe the Lakers would have won that series in five or six games. Same with this series. Uh, the, the Clippers with Kawhi, I believe they beat the Suns in six. Uh, they're, they're, the Clippers and the Lakers are the, are the two most talented teams in the West. And that's no disrespect to the Suns and what they're doing. And honestly, it's great for the league to finally have someone other than the Heat, the Lakers, the Warriors, and the Celtics in the Final Four. It's about time something changed, something gave gave away. And the ratings showed that. The ratings have been throughout the roof. And, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie, even though, even though my Sixers are out and I have not really been watching the playoffs since then, I still tune in from time to time just because, again, I love playoff basketball. I love the energy of the crowd. And Phoenix has a great home court advantage. I would love to see Chris Paul get his first ring. If there's a guy that definitely deserves it, it is Chris Paul. He has gotten hurt in in the team's most critical moments. No no bigger than 2018 when the Rockets were up 3-2 against Kevin Durant's Warriors and were looking like they were going to go to the finals. They were. I'm not going to lie. If if Chris Paul plays that game seven, even game six, I'll give it to the Warriors. Game seven, the Rockets are not missing 43s when Chris Paul is on the floor. That's just not happening. And, I mean, his stint with the Clippers, he's blown a lot of 3-1 leads. And he even mentioned that in the press conference that 3-1 has not been my best friend. And it hasn't. So, hopefully, this will rewrite the script for Chris Paul now. Who do I think wins tonight between the Clippers and Suns? I think the Clippers win. I, I think the Clippers win a close one against Phoenix. And they force a Game 7. And then I believe Phoenix wins game seven at home. But that's just me. And that's my prediction. <sighs> that is my prediction for the Western Conference Finals. I got the Suns winning in seven games. And I believe that the Phoenix Suns will win the NBA title this year. Whoever comes out of this series, these two teams are the two best teams remaining. And that's no disrespect to Milwaukee. That's no disrespect to Atlanta. Atlanta has a young killer in Trey Young. And the rest of those guys are young. But I believe playing in an NBA Finals and the Suns actually play really good team defense. I, 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 like, I like the Suns to win. Or even the Clippers as well. Even if the Clippers go down 0-2. And I believe if it's Hawks-Clippers, the Clippers would have home court advantage. So that's something to, to think about there if, if that were to happen. And with the Bucks, the thing that lacks with me with the Bucks is they don't have a killer. They're like the Sixers in that regard. They have Giannis, a beast. Chris Middleton is inconsistent, but when Chris Middleton is hitting his shots, the Bucks are a completely different team. Chris Middleton can become that killer, 
for the Milwaukee Bucks that when I, when I, what I mean by killer is a guy that's not scared of the moment that's going to take tough contested shots and make tough tough contested shots in the fourth quarter. I believe Chris Middleton is that guy for the Bucks and I think that's the difference between the Bucks and the Sixers. The Bucks have an idea on who is the killer. The Sixers have no idea who is the killer. And that's why the Hawks were able to come back from 18, come back from 26, come and come and come on the road and win three games in Philly and also come on the road in Milwaukee and dominate game one. So I, I will say that the Hawks have a killer and his name is Trey Young, but the rest of it rest of the team is 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 good. They're solid. Like I believe if you match them up against any team that's healthy, I believe that the Bucks the Bucks and also even though they did beat the Sixers, if, if Ben Simmons had his mental right and just gave just gave fifteen a night, the Sixers would be playing the Bucks right now. But that's just another discussion. I'm just an upset Sixers fan and that series will always be daunting to me. <clears throat> but I will say with these remaining four teams, the two teams in the Western Conference are the better teams. They are. Especially now that Giannis has hyperextended his knee. Hopefully he is going to be okay because the Bucks are going to need him to get by the Hawks, honestly, because we saw last night the Hawks role players really stepped up. No Trey Young. And they and they dominated. The, the Hawks won 110 to 88. Nate McMillan. The Haw- he has done an amazing job in Atlanta. And people were talking smack about him with Indiana because he couldn't get it, couldn't get the job done in the postseason. But Nate McMillan deserves all of the respect and all of the props for what he has done in Atlanta. The Atlanta Hawks have had the best record in the NBA since I believe January since he took over. The Hawks had the best record. They're winning tight games. Their young guys are hitting tough contested shots. They all have young killers on this team that are not afraid of the moment. And that's half the battle in NBA postseason. It's mental. Are you mentally ready for the moment? Because the game's going to be tight. Both teams are good. You're not going to be able to blow out a team, even though the Sixers were able to. I don't get it. But yeah, you're not going to be able to consistently blow out a team. This is not the first round where you're going up against scrub teams. This is the second, third rounds. This is where you're battling your two evenly matched opponents. So it comes down to, are you a killer? Are you? Do you have a killer on your team? Someone that is not scared to hit tough contested shots. And that's what the Hawks have. The Bucks have a guy that's emerging as that, but he's not consistent enough. And the Clippers, they have a guy in Paul George who... I will say, in these playoffs, he's turned into a killer. And then for the Suns, it's Devin Booker. Not scared to take any shots. Like, I mean, game six against the Lakers, he had 47. So, I mean, that that's all you have to say right there for, for Devin Booker. So, my finals prediction, honestly, if all teams are healthy, they're remaining. I got the Suns and I got the Bucks in the finals. But if Giannis's knee forces him to sit out at least... A game or two. I like I like Atlanta. So I'm gonna go 
either Sun. I think the Suns are coming out of the West, and then I have either Atlanta or Milwaukee coming out of the East, depending on if injuries, well, whoever's healthy. And we're going to wrap up this first topic with some injury talk. So when it comes to injuries, these NBA playoffs have been terrible. I mean, you got Anthony Davis going down. You've had Kawhi Leonard go down. You've had even LeBron James battle his ankle. Joel Embiid tore his meniscus. I mean, you might as well count Ben Simmons as well with his mental. That, That mental illness is just the same as physical injury. And from a guy that studies psychology, I mean that. When you lose all confidence, that is a huge disadvantage. So right there, there's five. Uh, I know Chris Paul has missed time. Each each team has had one guy go down. Giannis is probably going to miss a little bit of time. Trey Young missed game four because of an injury. There's just, it's just too, like it, reach, it comes to a point where it's just too much. No Kyrie. James Harden missed a couple games. Like, it's just like, dang, can anyone, like, I, I and, and I know why this has happened because you had such a short offseason. And now these are extra games that everybody is playing. Everybody already played 72 games. Now they're playing an extra 10, 15, and their body can't handle it because of the short offseason. I definitely think this year's offseason is going to be perfect. They're going to have, players are going to have a lot more time, I believe, an extra month, month and a half. So I expect a lot of great basketball next year. But, man, there's just so many injuries that are just going on. In the in the po- NBA postseason, it, it, Jamal Murray and the Bucks are, are on the uh, Nuggets. Like, there's so many injuries. I mean, the Suns, all three playoff opponents they faced this year have not been fully healthy. Lakers, Anthony Davis, Nuggets, and Jamal Murray, and then now you have no Kawhi on the Clippers. So it's like, damn. Can like the team that can stay the most healthy is going to win this year, which is the Phoenix Suns. And I'm not gonna lie, this would be great for the city of Phoenix. And another thing I love with these NBA postseason is the Clippers never won a title, the Suns never won a title, Milwaukee and the Atlanta. Atlanta's did not what technically win a title in Atlanta. They won when they were in St. Louis, and then Milwaukee has not won since the 1970s. So it's great. We're gonna, we're gonna see a new champion. But these injuries are kind of, it's kind of like, okay, you won a championship, but no one was fully healthy, you know? But I mean, hey, you took advantage of an opportunity and you won. You won fair and square. You won on opponents' arenas. You had to still travel. It's a lot. You still had to play a couple game sevens. Like, you know, like you really earn it, you know? So hopefully these players can get back healthy in the offseason and hopefully... Everybody will be okay. But we're going to take a quick break here on Swoop Radio. I'm your host, Josh Sanchez, again. Before I wrap everything up, tune in on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, drop a rating, subscribe, and also like the website page again for a chance to win Dragon Ball Super T-shirt, Goku, all that fun stuff. But we're going to take a quick little five-minute break here on Swoop Radio. We are going to be right back and I hope you guys stay tuned we're going to talk about some Phillies baseball and what the hell is going on with this joke of an organization but Swoop Radio will be right back 
And welcome everybody back to the second topic of today's podcast. So earlier I talked about the NBA postseason. I also talked about who I think is going to go to the finals, who I think is going to close it out. And before I get into some Phillies baseball, I wanted to add more sad news for the Philadelphia 76ers. For over 40 years, the Sixers have had one of the best in-house broadcasters in the NBA. That is Mark Zumoff. He announced that he is retiring. And I and when I saw that yesterday, I was like, what? Not Mark Zumoff, man. Like, he is one of the best. Lock your windows indoors. Ala, we're, come, we're coming in for a landing. His, his game-winning calls are all of Allen Iverson's tough shots. He was just like, wow, Iverson for the win. Yes. Like, you just felt his energy, his presence. Mark Zumoff. It's been an amazing ride. 40-plus years as a Philadelphia 76er broadcaster. It's going to be so weird not list, not hearing his voice next season. And a lot a lot of fans were joking about um, Ben Simmons being like, damn, Ben Simmons played so bad that he made Mark Zumoff retire. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's not really what happened, but it's been 40-plus years. I remember his call, Game 7, in 2012 run, when I know Derrick Rose went out. But I remember when Andre Iguodala had to shoot two free throws and then Mark Zumoff, his call, his energy, his voice just made it so much better. And he's like, and the Sixers win it. Like, it, it was great when Iguodala made the two free throws and then they played great defense and, and they won. So, I mean, Mark Zumoff, shout out to you for 40-plus amazing years as a Sixers broadcaster. I'm going to miss hearing your voice because I, I don't even listen to the national tell national broadcast. Honestly, guys, I just tune in and listen to Mark zoom off. I can listen to him all day, every day. So I know, I know everyone's hoping for Tom McGinnis, the 97, five, the fanatic uh, radio, radio host that the radio commentator that talks about that broadcast Sixers games on the radio. Maybe he can be the future. That would be awesome, but we will wait and see. And I just wanted to give a little shout out to Mark Zumoff because he is one of the best broadcasters out there. I mean, AI AI even shouted him out in his Hall of Fame speech. So that shows you right there the the bond, the energy. It, it's crazy. But let's get into the this last topic because man, I got a bone to pick with the Philadelphia Phillies. Man, where when do I even where do I even begin with this Phillies team? Because I mean, I, I know I did a podcast like two months ago. I, I talked about my postseason teams. I mentioned that the White Sox were going to win a division. I I picked, I pick, I believe I picked Toronto, and Toronto's actually doing pretty damn good. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is having a great year. For the East, I picked the Phillies as a, as a secret wild card team as like the second spot. But right now, they, they they stink. I mean, they win some, they lose some. They win some, they lose some. Again, what is the worst position to be in in sports? I've been saying this my whole life. 
You're not bad enough to stink and get a top draft pick, but you're not good enough to make the playoffs. So it's like you're kind of stuck in this middle ground. And it's like, what the hell do you do? Do you blow the team up? Do you find marquee free agents? The Sixers have tried, not Sixers, the Phillies have tried. They signed Bryce Harper. They signed JT Rayomuto. But this team sucks. Their bullpen sucks. Just flat out garbage. The Sixers, not Sixers, I'm so sorry. The Phillies last week blew six games in a week. How the hell does that happen? Against the Mets, they're up in all four games. The bullpen blew three of those leads. The Phillies are able to win one of those games, but they lost the first two games of the series against the Mets in a pivotal four-game series where you can make up ground and catch some games. The Phillies stink. And to make matters worse, Gabe Kapler left Philadelphia and the Giants have the best record in the MLB. So what does that say for the Sixers? Not Sixers, the Phillies. I don't know why I keep saying the Sixers. Probably because I keep talking about the Sixers all the damn time. I need a break. What that tells me is the Phillies stink. Their front office stinks. Do the Phillies even have top prospects anymore? Because they constantly give their top prospects away. They have no farm system. Think about when the Phillies were dominant. In all those years, I was so lucky. I played, that was the peak of my baseball career, was when the Phillies were good. Chase Utley, homegrown talent. Cole Hamels, homegrown talent. Ryan Howard, homegrown talent. Shane Victorino, they got in the Rule 5 draft. Jimmy Rollins, homegrown talent. Who the hell is homegrown on this Phillies team now? You have Alec Bohm, Reese Hoskins, Aaron Nola. Everybody else is just a question mark. Andrew McCutcheon, free agent acquisition. Bryce Harper, free agent acquisition. Um, I'm trying to remember who else. There's like JT, free agent acquisition. I mean, this Phillies team, they've spent money. They spent a lot of money. This, I believe they're top five in payroll, but they stink. They have no bullpen. Now, I will say the bullpen did improve from last year. Last year, the bullpen was historically bad. Now, this year, the bullpen is just bad. They stink. Aaron Nola is on the mound tonight. They play the Marlins. I think the, I think the Phillies should win, but the Marlins have been our Achilles heel for the past three years. We lose... We, we beat all the other teams, but we, we go under 500 against Miami. I don't get it. But this team stinks. And I'm going to keep saying it. That's going to be the theme with this Phillies in this topic. They stink. They're 37 and 40. They are in the worst spot to be in, in, in any professional sport. And the Phillies have not made the postseason since 2011. It's been 10 years, guys. I can't believe it. It, It's going to be 10. They're not making the postseason this year. It's crazy to think about. It's been 10 years since that amazing run the Phillies had of five straight NL East titles. It's been, after this year, it's been a decade. And what the hell have the Phillies done? They've tried to rebuild, and their rebuild stinks. Whoever's and it starts up top to the bottom. John Middleton, I got a chance to meet John Middleton at Phil Abundance when I was an intern at, at 6ABC. When I tell you he was not friendly, he was snobby, and he, he, he didn't care. You can tell. He's like, oh, yeah, it's just another day. 
Like, because we, cause we, we, we tried to interview all of the top Philly guys for a Phil Abundance. We wanted to see, like, okay, like, why did you come? You come from a good cause and stuff. Like, it's good. John Middleton completely snubbed us. And, I, and he just, we, he was born into a lot of rich money, you know? He doesn't know how to run a team. And it starts up there at the top. If you can't build a team the right way and you're not connected with the players, you're not a good president of baseball operations, your rest of your team's going to suck. And think about it. Matt Klintak was garbage as a general manager. I know the general manager now at least try to make an attempt on the bullpen, but it's not good enough. Starts at the top and then it goes to the bottom because, I mean, Bryce Harper, he, all of his home runs are solo shots. He stinks with runners on the, on the base. I mean, the, the facts are the facts. How could you hit all your home runs are just solo shots. Like you can't sit up here and tell me you can't hit a grand slam every once in a while or or hit a two-run homer. It's all solo shots. They don't impact the game. So I look at that. I look at the pitching, the starting pitching. Zach Wheeler has been amazing. And the crazy thing with Zach Wheeler is his best months are now. He loves it when the beat when the weather gets hot. Zach Wheeler is a beast. You have Zach Wheeler, you have Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola's been up and down this year. Hopefully, he's pitching. He's on the mound tonight, so hopefully he continues his hot pitching just like he did great against New York, and he did not get the win for it because our bullpen sucks so bad. Garbage. I can't stand our bullpen. They stink. But you have two great starting pitchers. Your others are okay, I mean. I mean, Vince Velasquez is definitely not a starter. He's a bullpen guy. Spencer Howard is definitely a bullpen guy. And and the crazy part is the Phillies drafted Spencer Howard, and he was a bullpen guy. So I don't know why you think a guy would change his game. Like, these these are just the things that the Phillies' ownership just continues to screw up. They've missed out on a lot of talent. And the talent that they have, they've usually traded it away. So you have no farm system, and that's secret in baseball. You got to have a good farm system. It starts. You need to have homegrown talent, a mixture of homegrown talent, and then you get a free agent acquisition or two, and then your team is set. But it starts with drafting, scouting, and finding not just talented guys, analytically talented guys, but also baseball savvy, smart, intelligent guys that the analytics are not going to show. The Phillies are too analytical. You can tell. They have guys that are scared of the moment. Bryce Harper isn't. JT isn't. But the rest of the guys, Reese Hoskins, he's up and down. He's batting a 220 this year. Yeah, he has 17 homers, but how the hell, that's no excuse. How the hell are you a major league professional baseball player and you bat 220? And I get it. Baseball is different now. But come on. If you're a power hitter, at least 250. And that's in today's game. We used to give Ryan Howard so much hell whenever he would hit less less than 250. But that man hit over 300 home runs in his prime. He was probably one of the most dominant hitters in Philly baseball history. If he would have been able to have a full career, we might be talking about a 500-600 home run type of guy. That's how great Ryan Howard is. And we did not appreciate him enough. 
and you're seeing that. Reese Hoskins stinks on defense. I don't know. I don't even know how many errors he has. He is supposed to be your homegrown talent, your homegrown stud. Stinks. Bull, and don't get me started. I know I keep saying the bullpen stinks. I don't even want to. I don't even want to talk about their freaking names. But we got. We got to. We're it, this is this is a roast session on the Phillies bullpen. This is how bad they've been. So here we go. Let let's get started. You have Chase Anderson. Look at his scrub. Thirty eight innings. War of minus .6, ERA of 7.34. And I believe, and Joe Girardi's been awful too. Oh my goodness. Some of the decisions he's made now, granted, I, I do, it's the talent on this roster. It's not good enough. But Joe Girardi has probably cost the Phillies at least four or five games. He puts in these scrubs in the bullpen. They don't have any, they're not ready. And they're not ready. They're scared of the moment. And they blow leads. That's what they do. Jose Alvarado, he's actually the okay bullpen guy, and he's not even that good. 30 innings pitched, ERA of 3.26, a whip of 1.48. He has control issues. You have Brogdon, 29 innings, ERA over four, stinks. Hector Neris, oh my God. How many blown saves has Hector Neris had? We gotta we gotta look at this because he has blown so many freaking saves. Oh my goodness. So let's see here. Look at his last two out of his last three appearances. Two runs allowed. Two runs allowed. Man, like what the hell is going on with this damn team? He has eleven saves, but how and how many opportunities? Oh, he's actually eleven of eleven, so. No, he's not. No, he's not. That is a lie. He has six blown saves this year. Six. How the hell does that happen? Six blown saves, sir. You suck. Suarez, 29 innings pitched. He's actually been good. <laughs> he has an ERA under one. If you're a bullpen guy, your ERA has to be under three. It has to be. And I get it. All it takes is one bad outing, and it can shoot up. But what made the Phillies... Team so damn good in their playoff run. You had Ryan Matson in the eighth, Brad Lidge at not in, in the ninth, and then you had JC Romero in the seventh. Those three guys were great. The Phillies, it would be a tight game. You know, either JC Romero or the starter will go seven. Ryan Matson's your eighth inning guy. Ryan Matson does not get enough credit for what he did in the Phillies uniform. The advantage that you have knowing that a guy that's going to come in the eighth inning every time and hold it down is huge. It was Ryan Madsen, Brad Lidge. J.C. Romero would would pitch a little bit in the sixth and seventh innings. It was great. Absolutely great. And that's the thing that pissed me off. Like, the Phillies know how to win. But it's just they're, whoever is in their general management position and also their president they suck at evaluating talent and finding great players. That's just what it comes down to. You have Coonrod. Coonrod, one uh, ERA over four. He has blown a couple saves. You have Hale, 26 innings, six ERA. Like, this is garbage. Knitzer, 
8.5 ERA. Oh, look at the bullpen war. Just look at the bullpen war. You look, these are all bullpen arms. Jay Romero, Felice, Anderson, De Los Santos, Knitzer, Hale, Moore. I know Moore is a starter. Howard, he should be a bullpen guy, but he's a starter. Brogdon's a zero. These are supposed to be your bullpen shutdown guys, and their war sucks. The highest is Suarez, and it's like a one. Everybody else is in the negatives. If that doesn't tell you right there that this Phillies team, their bullpen sucks, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. So I'm not gonna lie to you as a Philly as a Phillies fan. It's kind of, it, it's mediocre at this point. It's been it's been it's gonna be ten straight years of this. So it's like, what are you selling to your fan base? Ten straight years of mediocrity. Ten straight years of not making the postseason. The Phillies now have the one of the longest droughts in the MLB, if not the longest right now. So it's like you go from that dominant era in the early two er, mid two thousands, and now you stink, and you've stunk for the longest time. And the thing is, they have talented guys: Bryce Harper, Andrew McCutcheon, JT Realmuto, but. This team needs a lot of work. They need a lot of young guys. Like, look, there's no young guy. Alec Bohm, he's he's a young guy. He is. I will say that. And Zach Wheeler was a great free agent acquisition. But I mean, those are the those are the only things you can lean on. I mean, Hoskins does he does lead the team team in home runs and RBI, but he stinks on defense. His war is only a two. Like, there's a reason why. He stinks on defense. Let's see how many errors he has. Let's look at his fielding. This is how bad. Like, I, I watched the Mets game last week, and he missed the ball right in his face. So you got to catch that. His defensive war is negative, is in the negatives throughout his whole career. He has four errors this year already. So it's just like, if your defense is bad, your offense needs to be excellent. And I don't see excellence. So that's that's just me. Like there's just there's just and I don't mean to pick on just Reese Hoskins. I know there's a lot more errors. I know Alec Bohm is also another not good defender at all. The Phillies defense is one of the worst in baseball, easily. So yeah, let's look at his fielding. So yep, another one. Just like Reese Hoskins, he has. Let's see. He has eleven errors in seventy-five games. How the hell does that happen? That's what I'm saying. So, when it comes to winning in baseball, good pitching, good defense should be your top priorities. Pitching and defense. And the Phillies, they stink on defense, and their bullpen stinks. So, without those two, that's why you have a team. And then here's the thing. The Phillies also have two good starting pitchers, Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler. That balances out and has helped them win at least something. And you also have great hitters in your lineup between McCutcheon, Harper, Riamuto, all of them. So right now, here's what you have with the Phillies. You have talented bats and two good starting pitchers. What that gives you is that gives you around a 500 record. And it gives you those are your positives on your team. And then your negatives is your defense stinks. And you have no bullpen. 
and the, the back end of your starting rotation is is okay. It's not great, but it's okay. So you have overall you have a good okay rotation. Your bullpen stinks. You play no defense, and your offense is solid. And what do you have? Bad defense, okay offense, mediocre. Bullpen stinks, starting pitchers okay, mediocre. And that's why the Phillies are sitting there 37 and 40, and they continue to just disappoint after disappoint. And the fact that Gabe Kapler left to go to San Francisco and they have now won 50 games and I know they've lost their last three. They are 50 and 29. It's a joke for the city. Like how could you be, how could, how could any fan right now defend this team? How? They didn't even make the postseason last year in a short 60 game season. The freaking Marlins got in. No disrespect to the Marlins, but the Marlins got in and no one was expecting them to get in. So you, there's just a lot of looking in the mirror here with this Phillies team. A lot of There needs to be a lot of self-reflection. But we already know John Middleton's not going to do it. And if your president does not care, the rest of the team does not care. And yes, I'm calling out John Middleton. I met him face-to-face in person. Could not stand him. Did not like his energy. Doesn't know baseball. Doesn't know people. That's a, when you run something, you got to understand people. You got to connect with people. And he's just a rich, snobby guy that just, all right, I'll just collect my paycheck. Here you go. I'm going to, you know, I'll give the fans Bryce Harper $350 million. Is it worth it? No. But let's, let's do it. Like, let, let's, let, all he does is, is just sign a check. But in terms of running a team, understanding team culture, building that culture, the Phillies are a team right now where it's just like, oh, you come in, you get your paycheck, and that's it. Like, no, you need to build a culture. Great teams build culture, and the Phillies have not done that since 2011. And it's only going to go downhill from here, honestly. If this team still stays at 500, this team is probably going to stay at 500 probably for another probably for another couple years. And then we're going to blow it up again, another rebuild. And then again, no farm system talent. You need to have that. But that concludes today's podcast. Thank you everyone for tuning in and having fun. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. I know I, I'm sorry. I know I know I love my Phillies, man, but it's it's tough to watch right now. But you guys can tune in every Wednesday live on twitch.tv. I got to do a search swoop radio. It's swoop underscore RD underscore. And if you missed the podcast, not to worry, the audio version of the podcast will be out around four o'clock on Spotify, Apple podcast, iHeartRadio. Just search swoop radio and I'll pop right up. And again, for the unteenth time, I am giving away a drag, a free dragon ball super shirt. All you have to do is just go, Hit a rating on Apple Podcasts or Swoop Radio. Hit subscribe and also give me a five-star rating. That would be great. Just comment Just comment the rating and also let me know. Message me on my Instagram or on social media. And I will enter you into the rally, into the raffle. So, so far, again, I have about five people in. 
and I need more. I, I want a couple more, and then I winner will be announced in a couple weeks. So subscribe to either the website or Apple Podcast. Drop a like, and also message me on social media, and you'll be entered. It's very simple. It's very easy. But I hope everyone has a wonderful day. Stay safe. An awesome weekend. I know it's hot out. And this is Josh, officially signing off. Swoop!